Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's up, y'all? It's Come On, Son, the podcast. Oversaw by the one, the only, the late, great Combat Jack. I like to call this podcast, I Ain't With The Shits. I ain't with the shits, y'all. It's a lot of shit out here that's getting on my nerve, and I'm just, I'm just not with the shits. I'm just not, I'm not having it. I'm not for it. I, I ain't with it. I saw that there's, there's some white man out there that calls himself a podcaster that was complaining about the black celebrity presence at the CMT Awards, the Country Music Awards, right? And he was like, nah, it's the CMTs. There's a lot of unnecessary black celebrities that were there to have nothing to do with country music. This ain't Wakanda. I ain't, I'm not with that old slick mouth shit. You know what I mean? It's time for, like Mike Tyson said, people are getting too comfortable on social media saying shit that they wouldn't say because they know they get punched in the face. It's time for us to start punching motherfuckers like that in the face because you can't even say that without really examining all the shit that white people have done over the course of history, all right, in the world that y'all ain't have shit to do with, all right? That ain't Wakanda. Neither was Africa in there when you went and took slaves and brought them to the United States and enslaved black people. Your ass ain't had no business doing that. So how you gonna complain about some black people showing up to the CMT Awards? How the fuck you figure we don't like uh, country music? Y'all motherfuckers don't own country music. You ain't got shit to do with the ownership of country music. You stole country music and put ownership on it. But motherfuckers, you don't own country music. You just try to keep country music white. That's another way to uh, start that blatant racism shit. The way that black people weren't allowed to perform at the Grand Ole Opry and shit like that. Y'all motherfuckers think that country music belong to you. Are you crazy? One of the greatest country music artists of all time was Ray Charles, Charlie Pride. And some of the new black country music artists that are out there whose names I can't remember right now. Fuck you talking about. Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish is a country music artist. You motherfuckers don't own country music. You like to think that. You like to think the same thing with rock and roll, but you know where the fuck rock and roll came from. You know Little Richard invented rock and roll. You know one of the first rock and roll songs ever was by Ike Turner. Y'all motherfuckers know that. But you put some guitars on this shit and change it to rock and roll, and then when we start doing shit, you want to make our shit soul or R&B or some other shit because at that time, you thought rock and roll was going to be the biggest selling music in the world until hip-hop came along. 
You motherfuckers kill me, and I ain't with the shits, yo. I'm not with it. I'm not with all of this talking shit, and then you can't do nothing to back it up, or you want to press charges when you get punched in your motherfucking face. And I'm glad that Monica had something to say about it. I'm so glad Monica had something to say about it. Super producer Krista, give me a little, a little of that Monica. Give me some Monica joint. Give me some Monica. with this fuck shit, yo. Pharrell. And if y'all hear a little barking faintly in the background, that's my dumbass dog making noise. And she gonna get popped in a minute because I ain't with the shits. I'm not with it. Y'all motherfuckers stop uh, Ahmaud Arbery for taking the job, poking your nose into some shit you ain't had no business poking your fucking nose in. The white lady in Central Park that called the cops on the black guy who was bird watching, who claimed that he was assaulting her. Because he told her she wasn't supposed to be where she was at with her damn dog. You're always poking your fucking nose at something that ain't got nothing to do with you. Okay? The cop that put his knee on George, George Floyd's neck. I, I suppose he was supposed to do that, right? But we can't go to the Country Music Awards? Fuck y'all. Like, straight up. Fuck y'all. Country music don't belong to you. It's music. And music belongs to everybody. We didn't say that when white people start coming to hip-hop concerts. We ain't turn around and say, y'all don't belong here. This ain't, sh- this ain't fucking whatever, Crackerville or whatever you want to call it. And no disrespect to any of my white listeners, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And if it doesn't apply to you, then I ain't talking to you. You know exactly who I'm talking about in the United States of America. These conservative-ass Trump followers who are getting too big for their britches who need to be punched in their fucking face. You know who I'm talking about. The motherfuckers who swear that America and everything in America belongs to them. These privileged motherfuckers. Talking about somebody coming to the Country Music Awards. You gotta be out of your fucking mind. Y'all propped Elvis up, calling him the king of rock and roll. Eat a dick. Elvis was a shit compared to a lot of the black artists out there. That's why people like Pat Boone used to take the black artist's music and do it over, okay? And and, and then the white audience would buy it more from from. Um, Pat Boone than they were from anybody else because you wouldn't play black artists on the fucking radio stations. Y'all know this shit is true. But when you dig up your history and you put it in your fucking face, you don't want to talk about that. That's ancient history. Let's not talk about that. Let's not teach critical race theory. We don't want the little white kids who forefathers and grandfathers and, and, and people that had strange fruit hanging from trees in the South and the North, and y'all know strange fruit was black people. Y'all don't want to talk about the fucking atrocities that y'all did to black people in America, but you want to complain about us coming to the Country Music Awards and say this ain't Wakanda? Money, money, 
money. If I ever see you, I'm punching you in your fucking face. On site. On site. Fuck you think you are. Fuck you think you talking to him. Fuck you think you talking about. We're not with the slick talking bullshit. We're not with that. And I'm glad my man put, put people, I'm glad Monica uh, put him in his fucking place on social media. And I'm glad that we got people out there that are putting people in their fucking place. I'm not with the shits. That's what this whole podcast is about. I'm not with the shits. I'm not with culture vultures. I'm not with none of that shit. Stay the fuck out of our shit. Trying to pass yourself off as something that you ain't. Like the white lady that was the head of an NAACP chapter trying to, Rachel Dozes, whatever her name was, trying to pass herself off as black. Sean King out there doing podcasts and trying to take up for black people and hitting black families that are going through tragedies, hitting them up for money. You ain't black, bruh. We don't fucking need you. Tired of this shit, man. Come on, son. You know you whack for that shit, son. Even some black people out there, Public Enemy once said, every brother ain't a brother. Because a black hand's the one that killed Malcolm X the man. The shooting of Huey Newton from the hand of a nigga pulled the trigger. Some of us ain't fucking right. Get in a position of power when you think you better than everybody else that's black. Fuck out of here, man. These corporations, where are all of these corporations that was going to do so much after George Floyd got killed? Where are these corporations? Where they at? Think about it, America. Where the fuck are all these corporations that said they were going to do so much inclusionary shit after George Floyd got killed? All the Black Lives Matter on the end of the basketball courts and all of that shit. Where's all that shit now? Where is it? Back to the regularly scheduled program. All the names and shit on the back of the jerseys and the helmets and all that shit from the NFL. Where's that at? And a black man still can't get a head coaching position or general manager's position, or own a fucking team. What kind of inclusion is that? They tell y'all what they want y'all to hear while this shit is going down. But me, I peep out what happens after it goes down. I don't listen to the fucking rhetoric. Shit is all bullshit. Straight bullshit. Fuck out of here, man. I'm not with the shit. You gotta call, you gotta start calling these motherfuckers out the way you see it. The way it is. I'm not with all of this bullshit. I'm not with the emasculation of black men in America either. Fucking tired of this shit. Now y'all doing shit just to do it. For real. Now y'all doing shit just to fucking do it. There's no real love behind. You got to look behind the mask of the shit that's going on on television. There's no real love behind it. It's just to get your dollar. Because your voices got louder, so now they doing shit just to get your dollar, but really don't really give a fuck about you at all. That's the way America has always been. That's the way the powers that be in America have always been. Look at all of the senators and the congressmen that sat up there and ran down the first black Supreme Court justice's credentials and admitted that she was qualified, that she was smart, that there was nothing in her background to keep her from this job was like, I can't back it. What the fuck? Why? Other than that she was black and a Democrat. Which one comes first? That's the worst thing that you can be in America if you're trying to get somewhere high in office in the government. What's worse, being black 
or being a Democrat, because that's what the fuck happened to Barack Obama. I don't know what they hated worse. The fact that he was liberal and a Democrat or the fact that he was black. I think I'm going to go with black first. That's why I tell y'all all the time, don't hold everything that black people do in such high regard. Because sometimes they make mistakes and their mistakes are so crucial that it affects the rest of us. And I'm going to tell you a fucking mistake that Obama made. And I can't stand that black people in America thinks that Obama is beyond criticism and beyond reproach. When he first got in office, he controlled the Senate and he controlled uh, the Congress. Everything that he wanted to get done, he should have got done then instead of trying to be the fucking president for fucking everybody, okay? The Bushes were not trying to be the president for everybody. The Bushes were trying to be president for their constituency and their constituency, period. Liberal gays, blacks, and liberal whites, and Jews, and, and everybody else that voted for Obama was the one that got Obama in office. When you had the shit under control, that's when you should have pushed through the shit for us. Stop trying to reach across the aisle and be friends with a pack of fucking conservative Republicans and liberal Republicans that are not fucking with you because you black and because you democratic. Then by the time the midterm elections came, they lost so many fucking seats, it was tough to get anything done. I'm not about the shits. I'm about the fucking truth, y'all. And that's the God's honest truth. When, when Bush and them had they shit going on, when they controlled the Senate and the Congress, they didn't give a fuck what Democrats thought. They pushed their shit straight through. Straight through. Straight through. Let us not forget the shit Biden put us through with the crime bill. That's the motherfucker that put it through. Now you got to correct it. Where the fuck is Kamala Harris and what is she doing? Since y'all so happy about your sorrow being the highest, uh, the most powerful black woman in America, but is she really? And how come every goddamn black woman that gets that position of power got to be married to a white man? Y'all said it when it happened to fucking Halle Berry. We was like, why she got to fight fuck a white man on camera to get an Oscar? Why Denzel got to play a criminal cop to get an Oscar? Why did Denzel have to play like a slave dude to get an Oscar? Why did fucking uh, Monique have to play a horrible black mother to get an Oscar? Why did Jamie Foxx have to play what he played, a blind drug addict, to get an Oscar? Why did Jennifer Hudson have to play a low-down, down-and-out black woman to get an Oscar? Why did Cuba Gooden Jr. have to play a brash assholic, and I know that's not a word, football player, to get an Oscar? Why are all the black women in America that's at the highest positions of power have to be married to a white boy? Why they can't be married to a black person? Hmm? Or even a half black person like former President Barack Obama? Hmm? If Michelle Obama runs for president, it's over for every fucking body. And everybody knows it. They don't follow Trump because they believe and what Trump can do for this country. They follow Trump because his ideology is to give the white conservative man back the country that they think they own and that she thinks she owns, the Karens out there, the ones that are chasing you through the neighborhood because you're black and jogging, the ones that see you on the street and stop you and ask you, what are you doing walking down this particular block? 
Those are the Trump supporters. Those are the ones that want America back to the way it was. Stay in your downtrodden, fucked up, ghetto-ass neighborhood and don't fucking come over here. But if you take your neighborhood and build it up and make it beautiful and you started doing shit with your own people, spending your money in your own black supermarkets and creating your own black Walmarts and your black Amazons and your black communities, we'll ride through there and burn the motherfucker down. Because we'll claim that some church you got in there is nothing more than a cult. And we'll find some trumped up charges and we won't even let you live with the same rights to bear arms that we live with. Because whenever there's a great population of black people, they make sure that that state don't have the rights to own a legal firearm. The New Yorks, the Chicagos, and places like that. Okay, it ain't enough of us here in Atlanta, although we do think we have enough. But Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia is bigger than just Atlanta. And these white boys down here are going to make sure that they have their firearms. Okay, that's why they increase the amount of time that you'll get for having an illegal firearm. In New York, it used to be a year, automatic year. Then here come Bloomberg, three fucking years. I ain't with the shits, y'all. I ain't with the shits, okay? Not with it. Just like the commissioner of the NFL claimed now after George Floyd, he understood Colin Kaepernick, but they put in all of this other shit that Colin Kaepernick was protesting against and didn't invite Colin Kaepernick to the table. Instead, he invited Jay-Z to the table, and what did he give us? Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and 50 Cent. And all of a sudden, we forgot about all the other shit that the NFL doesn't do right when it comes to black people, like management and coaching positions. Don't be blinded. I'm not with the shits. I might understand it. I might enjoy it, but I know. I know what the fuck is going on. I know what's really good. I know what's really good. The fact that hip-hop music is the number one music in the world and we still don't make the majority of the money off of this shit. The fact that we want to do a documentary about our lives with a bit, a bit, a bit of your TV raps involved in it and how four black dudes help change the way people interact with each other through music and through hip hop videos. But we can't get MTV to let us use footage of a show that we created and took to the masses and made it the number one show on MTV. But they want us to endorse that new bullshit they got on Paramount Plus. And they got mad when we told them, no, do this for us and we'll do that for you. See, shit ain't never good enough for fucking culture vultures. It's never good enough. Ever. Ever. Many people ask me all the time, Ed, how come there's never been another who's the man? I'll tell you why there's never been another who's the man. Because when who's the man, the movie was going over budget and the late great Ted Demi, who was a friend of mine, first time doing a feature film was at the helm and my white ass manager at the time thought he was going to connect his kite to Ted Demi. He went back in to New Line and told fucking lies on Dr. Dre and myself, that we were the ones halting production. 
It is a bald face fucking lie. It was a bald face fucking lie. We weren't holding up production. Production was being held up because at times Ted was lost and did not know what the fuck he was doing. So he thought he was going to attach his kite to Ted. This is what white boys do behind your fucking back. And I didn't find this out till 20, 25 years after the fact. When I'm wondering why the fuck a successful movie like that, that was the number one comedy in the country the weekend it came out, why there wasn't a sequel. Because New Line didn't want to work with Dre and I for something that we had nothing to fucking do with. This is why you got to be careful of who the fuck you let around you and who smiles in your face and who's just on it because they can make a fucking buck. Even though they didn't even want Ted to fucking direct the movie, we had to beg for Ted to direct the fucking movie. We got blamed for it. And then the, the producers, the outside producers they brought in, Susan DePass and her partner, Susan went on the Ted Demi kick. Her partner stood there and said, y'all are all lying. Ed and Dre are not doing any fucking thing wrong. It's not Ed and Dre. It's that Ted doesn't know what he's doing. And they broke up over it, and it cost New Line money, and they blamed us. Two little black boys that did nothing but write the story for the fucking movie and starred in the movie. And had no idea that this shit was going on. These are meetings that were taking place without our presence. This is real fucking talk. I'm not with the shits. I'm telling y'all straight the fuck up that this is what happened to me. This is exactly what happened to me. And I love Ted. But I'm going to tell y'all something about Ted too. Ted Demi. Once he got his, his foot in the door after doing Who's the Man? He ain't even look back at me and Dre for shit. He did so many goddamn movies that Dre and I could have been in even a bit part after we fought for him to get the right to direct the movie. He ain't put us on the shit else. I remember one time they asked him, would he do something else like that? And he said, no, you know, I kind of did that kind of thing already. I'm moving on. In other words, I did my nigga movie. That's what it meant. Ain't no question he had cocaine in his system when he died. And I still feel bad for his death because this is the man that put me on MTV. But he's also the man that shitted on me after I did him a big... I returned the favor. I returned the favor because the only thing he had before that was a student film. His uncle is Jonathan Demi, who won an Academy Award for Silence of the Lambs. The man who wanted to direct... And be with us while we were shooting Who's the Man. But Ted is so full of himself. And Charlie Stetler, our former manager, the one who fucking lied on us, so full of him, his damn self, and trying to protect his position, didn't want to wait for Jonathan Demi. I ain't with the shits, y'all. I'm telling y'all the God's honest truth. This is the kind of shit that goes on in America. This is the kind of shit that happened in my life. I had a deal with Rush Associated Labels with No Face Records. No Face was a group that developed out of a band that I was in called Oasis 2, Dinner Function Freaks, and then that band, all of that disbanded, and it was me, Mark Sex, and Sha Left, and we started No Face based on the fact that I used to do parodies. So we wanted to be the East Coast 2 Live crew. The album was called Wake Your Daughter Up. 
The album eventually came out, but you could look it up and see that Ed Lover's not on the front cover. But if you listen to the album, you'll hear my voice all over the album. But guess why my album, my face wasn't on the cover and I couldn't have anything to do with the album? Because MTV came to me and said, morally, I couldn't do stuff like that. So I had to make a decision. Stay with the label, keep the label. When we had the power to program your MTV raps, anything that comes through that comes out of my label, I could play on your MTV raps. So that benefits my label more than me being on the album. So I had to take my face, my name, my likeness, and everything off the music that I created with, with my friends that I've known for 20, 25 years. Take all my shit off of that, okay, and let it go. But when Jenny McCarthy, and I love her because she's my man, she's my man's wife. I love Donnie Wahlberg. But this is before she was married to Donnie. She posed in Playboy and was on MTV. She showed her bare naked breast, cooch, ass, everything, and was able to be on MTV. So I couldn't make a record where I was cursing a little bit. Well, a lot of it. But I couldn't make the kind of music as an artist that I wanted to make because morally to them it was wrong, but it wasn't morally wrong for her to do what she was doing. Some fucking bullshit, man. I tell y'all straight up. I ain't with the shits. I know what it's like to battle, 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 battle constantly in this world as a black man. I got sparked by that This Ain't Wakanda to see, you know, the Country Music Awards. I got, I got triggered by that. And that's the reason why this whole fucking podcast is called I Ain't With The Shits, yo. You go into a neighborhood, you want to buy a house, they give you a bigger interest rate than they do black people, or they, or they will, if you're trying to sell your house, right, you want to get... Um, you want to get your house appraised. So they'll come through, and if it's a black couple getting their house appraised, they give you a low number. And this has been tried because a black couple had their house appraised and they wanted to sell it. The appraiser came through from the bank, gave them one number. Then they went to, they got somebody else to stand in for them, two white people to stand in for them. When the same house got appraised, the number was much higher. Wells Fargo is being sued for their practices and their mortgages and how they treat black people and the interest rates that they give black people. Benjamin Crump is behind it. He don't take on no bullshit. He ain't like Jesse Jackson running around looking for a fucking check. I mean, he's going to get paid out of it, but he takes on the real shit. Okay, Jesse Jackson just wants you to give him some money for showing the fuck up. He's supposed to be one of our leaders. Yeah, check him out too, all right? Very closely. And I love Jesse Jackson, but I know what goes on behind the scenes. I know how much money some of these white people give him for all of these big different things, the Rainbow Coalition conferences and all of this shit that black people put all their money up thinking they're going to get something out of it and they don't get shit. I've seen Stephen Barra at, at Bauer at one of these things. The rich, rich motherfucker that, that from Portland. Yeah, the motherfucker that owns the, the Clippers and all the other shit. Yeah put money in his pocket. That's how you keep them quiet. When they and when they when you got a motherfucking so-called leader taking money from rich white people, come on, y'all. You already know what the deal is. You already know. <laughs> I ain't with the shits, man. I'm not.
Not with the shits, yo. Not at all. Not at all. It's a lot of other shit I want to touch on, but I'm going to take a little break. And when I come back, I'm going to continue this Not With The Shits podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. It's Come On, Son, the podcast with me, Ed Lover. Come on, son, son. You do it all without breaking a sweat, like being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to homework. Why do the kids have so much homework? Family dinners, lunches, brunches, trips to the vet, and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway. And you do it all in style. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' orchestra recitals, not to mention your side hustle, that's why we created the fully reimagined Infiniti QX60, a luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. With premium features like a panoramic moonroof, ample cargo space, and available massaging front seats to bring the ease of luxury to your everyday. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60, designed to help you take on life and all the chaos that may come with it in style. Learn more at InfinityUSA.com. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. This episode of Kibble on Sunday Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. You know, it's an honor to be invited to a wedding. Even more so when you're a part of that special day. It was the 1970s and following a popular song of the day, Sheila got the best of Kenneth's love. McDonald's is a huge part of their lives, so naturally, that's where they got married. The owner let the young couple have the ceremony and reception there for a memorable and affordable day. Cheers to all the couples getting married this wedding season. I'm loving it. Welcome back. To Not With The Shits podcast, it's me, Ed Lover. I'm loving all of this shit, man. I'm just not, I'm just fed up. And when I get fed up, I need a place to vent. And for me, this is the place to vent. All right? And social media, you can only vent to a certain degree on social media. And sometimes on social media, I don't want to say the wrong shit. You know? So I say it on this podcast. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I am so tired of listening to my black women, especially young, young, not fucking fully developed minds, run down this checklist of what kind of black man y'all want. Everybody has in their own mind, including myself and including my wife, what kind of person they wanted to marry. What were the qualities that they were looking for? More so is the qualities of a human being. More so than the outside qualities. Y'all don't believe me? I'm going to prove it to you. Watch this. Listen to this. Watch. I'm going to get my wife on here. Check this out. I'm back, y'all. And like I told y'all, I was going to call my wife in here because I got a few questions for her. And it's okay. I'm surprising you. I know you didn't expect this. No. But you can answer a few questions for me. Now, I was talking about, this podcast is called 
I'm not with the shits. Not with the shits. I'm tired of a whole lot of bunch of bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. And right now I was saying that I'm tired of going on social media and hearing all of these underdeveloped young minds, especially with my, my sisters, talk about the kind of man that they, that they want, right? Mm -hmm. Their checklist. And I was saying that we all in our mind have a checklist of the kind of person that we wanted to marry and the kind of person that we felt was right for, for us. It might not, it, it was more of a personal what kind of person they were, more so than the outside shit. Mm -hmm. Now, did you also have that kind of person that you felt like you wanted to marry, checklist in your mind before you and I got married? Uh, Speaking to the mic, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have a checklist, but. I'm talking about a mental checklist. I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about just the kind of a person. Like, you oh, want a person yeah. that's funny and kind been, and, mm -hmm. and giving. And, I, uh, you mean a type. A type, okay. So I had a type, All but right, I didn't so have, like, your, a what's, list. What was your type? Uh, what were you thinking about? Well, I wanted him to be funny. Um, I wanted to, him to be God-fearing. Um, I wanted him to have some level of education. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, because you want to be able to, you know... Talk to somebody about things. Um, I also wanted him to um, be employed. Okay. You know, be employed. Um, preferably making as much as I do um, or more. Okay. Um, so you didn't have, he got to be six figures. He got to be this exorbitant type of male. No, 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 no. He could have definitely made what I made or more. Okay. And I would have been fine with that. Um, uh, a man's man, meaning that, you know, he does manly things. He carries himself as a grown man, not like a, you know, a child um, running around just doing stupid stuff. And a family man who loves family because, you know, I love family. I, I come from a big family. So I wanted to make sure that my mate... Um, you don't come from a big family. It's you and your sister and your mother and your father. No. You come uh, from a solid family. That's what you're A solid to say. and a big family. If you look at oh, my yeah, mom's side, are yeah, you crazy? Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's like side. Yeah. yeah, so Pretty. I'm used to a lot of people around and right. having family functions and right. stuff your like that. Your immediate family is so. not large, but your extended family is quite large. Yeah. So, I mean, things like that, you know. Okay. And respectful. Respectful to me. Respectful to my daughter because I had my daughter right um, to uh, take care of and mm -hmm. um, you know that's yeah. about it. I okay, but well, see, 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 y'all. That's what my point is. My point is she didn't say he's got to be this tall. His he's got to be light skin. He's got to have green eyes. He's got to make six figures. He's got to have this kind of car. He's got to have this kind of house. He's got all the qualities that she wanted in a man is more of human traits of qualities, mm -hmm. more so than material things and material items and this, that, and the third. And, and yeah, well, because. I'm sorry to interrupt you because most those, well, it wasn't of materialistic things or anything like that because those things I was already providing myself. Right. I, I do that on my own. Easy. Um, so, I mean, as far as a nice car and all that other mess, I already had that. So I came equipped. You know, I just wanted my mate to match me. And that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. And I match her quite beautifully, I must say. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you started going go into 
all these material things that you want somebody to have and how much money they want you to have. You can't get mad when a person turns around and gives you that same list. And that's what I find. I find that some women, and I'm not saying all, because I will never stereotype women because I understand there's a lot of women with a lot of different opinions out there. But some that I happen to run across on social media get mad when somebody say, well, what are you bringing to the table? Oh, well, if you can't get to know me, then forget about it. But you got a checklist. The same way they got to try to get mad at Cam when Cam uh, Newton said what he said about the kind of woman that's for him, that he wanted for him. He said he don't want the so-called bad bitch who's not bringing nothing to the table. And I don't know any man that does, to be quite honest with you. Most grown men that are ready to get married and settle down, we not with the shits. We want you to be some semblance of shape. If we're in some semblance of shape, if not, then that's fine too. We'll love you for whoever you are. But a lot of us don't want to marry that so-called, quote-unquote, bad bitch with the fake ass, the fake tits, the fake eyes, the fake teeth, the fake nails, the fake everything. You know why? Because the majority of us don't live our lives on a reality show. We don't. The majority of us don't want it. We like to look at it, but we don't want it for our own because it's too many problems. We don't want the problem. If we go and be in shape, let's be in natural shape. Okay, later on in your life, when you hit your 50s, if your breast starts sagging and you want to get a lift, a lift is different than implants. Okay, we don't want that problem of every guy grabbing you. We out to dinner. You get up to go to the bathroom. You walk by the bar. Now I got to tell, get up and get into an altercation with the dude because he won't let your hand go and you're trying to pull your hand away from him. You know why? Your body. Because the first thing they're going to think about is sex. And you knew that when you went and got all that shit done. You knew it. That's why we usually grown, clear, thinking, smart men don't want it. Maybe a drug dealer, maybe some dude that's in the streets, a scammer, maybe something else. You know why? Because he know he ain't got too long on the outside anyway. So he want to show you all, fuck on you some. It's all good. Maybe put a baby in you, but he knows he's going to jail sooner or later. And you ain't never told me no drug dealer that's retired, not even El Chapo. And he was one of the biggest ones in the world, and he's in prison. So what makes you think that your man, who got half of Detroit or wherever, Lansing, Michigan, locked down, ain't going to jail? He's going. Sooner or later. It happens to every last one of them. He's going. And especially the way technology is now, with them being able to hear what you're talking about on your smart TV, they have a video, they can turn this shit on and watch you. Why do you think... Your computer and your phone does the same fucking thing. Why do you think anything you talk about buying all of a sudden pops up on Instagram or TikTok or whatever? Don't be stupid. If they can hear that, you know they can hear about the fucking drug deals or wherever you stashing the money and the keys or whatever kind of scam you got on with people's social security numbers and all of that and tax IDs. Come on, y'all. I ain't with the shits. I know better. You heard from my wife. So that's another thing that I'm tired of. I'm not with it. Stop talking that bullshit and you know you're not even wife material. You're not. 
the kind of videos that you're making that you're putting on Instagram, you're not wife material. I know a few young ladies in New York City that I see at all the fucking events, all of them. Got them BBLs done, bodies look incredible, all of them in their late 40s, nobody's marrying them. Nobody. And they want to claim that they don't. They, they, you're going to claim you don't want a man, but you do. You do. If you're heterosexual, you do. If you're lesbian, you don't. And that's your prerogative. Fine. But don't lie about it. Don't lie because it's not happening for you. That you don't need a man, just you and your prince or your princess. Bullshit. If your child's father was doing right, you'd be with him. Knock it the fuck off. Okay? Knock it off. And every black man out there, stop acting like you some type of big time hustler. Stop, bro. Stop. If you can't get a chick without using your wallet, you can't get a chick. Period. Then you need to work on yourself as a man. Because you leave with your wallet, all you all is going to do is end up in heartbreak. Don't get me wrong. Every man that makes a nice living wants to have a wonderful woman by his side. But you don't want a woman that just wants you for your paper. You lead with your wallet. You're going to end up with a string of baby mamas. You're going to end up with high-ass child support. And you're going to be mad. Because everything don't last forever. It don't. You're not going to be on the top forever. Just don't happen. And when you die, you can't take it with you. You're going to get older. You're going to become corny. The kids are going to move on. And no matter how much money you have, you're going to want to reach for that fame that you once had. That, oh, my God, when you used to walk into places, you're going to become a, oh, shit, you know who you look like? It's gonna ha- it happens to everybody, though, no matter how much money you have. That fame is a drug. And when you ain't got it no more and you were the number one rapper and you don't know how to handle it, <laughs> And the young boys come along and they're making three times the money you made at that time. Even if you are a fantastic businessman, you're going to miss that fame, pal. It happens to each and every one of us. I just know how to handle it. I learned how to handle it well. See, because I was never a sucker for the fame. I always kept my feet grounded. I didn't care who I hung around with. Now if I see something and it's going down and I wasn't there, I, I I don't get FOMO. I don't get fear of missing out. I don't give a fuck. I honestly don't give a fuck, y'all. It's nice to see sometime, and it's nice to be invited sometime. But if I don't get invited, I don't give a fuck, y'all. I don't care. Don Poo is my man. Brooklyn Chop House is his spot. He had a big party in New York at Brooklyn Chop House. We went to Brooklyn Chop House a couple of months ago, maybe a month ago, when I was in kicking off the launch of 94.7 The Block. In New York City, my first week on the air, I was there. And we all went to Brooklyn Chop House. A lot of guys that I haven't seen in a long time. And we went there for one of our guys' birthday party. Chad Elliott turned 50. Happy birthday again, Chad. We all went for Chad. And it was a lot of us. And we spent a couple of thousand dollars in there. And we all put our money in on that bill for Chad. We didn't let Chad pay for it because it was his birthday. We all put a couple of dollars in there, and I believe my portion of it came out to maybe 700 and something dollars. And at first, I was like, damn, I come to your restaurant and spend 700 and something dollars. I can't get an invitation to your official grand opening. Then I start thinking, he don't even know how to get in touch with me. 
And I'm not, I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, why do you give a fuck? Like, sometimes I have to ask my, myself, Ed, why do you give a fuck? Why? Because people can make you feel bad. Like, you should give a fuck. You know? Oh, yeah, I, I ain't see you down at Grammy week, man. I ain't see you at the, you know, I ain't see you at the whatchamacallit party. I ain't see you at the Clive Davis pre-Grammy party. Yeah, you ain't seen me because I wasn't there. Why you wasn't out there? Because I ain't had nothing to do with it. Why am I going to spend all my money just to go out to a party? You know, it's been a good look for you. How is that going to change my life? If I'm at the Rockefeller brunch, how is that going to change my life? Being at the Rockefeller brunch has nothing to do with what I'm doing professionally. If I go, it's just because I feel like going. But I don't feel like I have to be there. And y'all are wasting your fucking lives thinking that you have to do something. You're running around, you don't have wealth, you got some money, and you're buying $300,000 cars That's gonna, that depreciated soon as you drove it off the showroom floor. I'm teaching you something right now. Listen, and if you're around somebody that's young, that's getting money like that, please tell them how to invest their money in something that appreciates and not depreciates. Because it's going to turn. And when it turns and your money's ran out, you're just a has-been because you balled too hard and you didn't invest anything. You better fucking look at what Rick Ross did and take note. You better look at what Snoop is doing with cannabis and NFTs and cryptocurrency and take note. Be careful with your dough because fame is fleeting. Snoop is not, and I repeat, is not, Okay, he's an OG now, but he's not as famous as he once was. There are some young people out there that listen to music that have no fucking idea who Snoop is. And if they saw him in Walmart, they wouldn't even believe it's him. He could say, nah, that ain't me. And people would believe him. It's just us older generation that we know who the fuck he is. He can't hide from us. But fame is fleeting. Ask Mr. Cheeks from the Lost Boys. Ask Positive K. Ask Chuck D from Public Enemy. Ask Rock Kim. Ask Big Daddy Kane. Ask me. You don't get the same shit you used to get back in the 90s. Ask Q-Tip. We're working and happy to still be working. Ask Slick Rick. Ask Dougie Fresh. We're blessed to still be working with some form or fashion in this business and still getting a check. Stop wasting your fucking money on shit that don't mean shit. Stop paying $200,000 for a fucking chain that's going to play out. What happened to platinum? Remember the rage about platinum? What happened to that? Everybody's stuck with a platinum fucking chain that they paid $100,000 for. I look like a fucking idiot right now. Stop it. Fame is fleeting for everybody, even professional athletes. One day you're not going to be a professional athlete. And you're going to look back on your life and be like, what the fuck did I do with my money? For real. Not with the shits, man. Time for me to get out of here. I think I got enough shit off my chest today. I got a lot more, but I don't want this podcast to be three hours. This is enough. Damn near 45 minutes. All right? Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next podcast. Keep your eyes open, man. I don't want to say... Stay woke, little darling. Matter of fact, give me a little bit of stay woke 
by Childish Gambino. I'll let it go out on that, man. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. It's Ed Lover. It's the podcast. Rest in peace, K Slay again. Love you, brother, forever. We losing too many of us too soon. Y'all take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.